0: Thank you for joining me for this episode of God Talk. And on this episode of God Talk, I want to talk a little bit about Christian nationalism. And we're going to ponder the question of whether or not that is a good thing or a bad thing. But before I start with that, I've had a few people ask me what happened with the motorcycle incident this past week. Well, in last week's podcast, I talked about how when I was leaving to go on a, a trip to Alabama... Um, at 2.15 in the morning a motorcycle Just wiped out in front of my car at an intersection because the guy thought that I wasn't gonna stop and I was nowhere near anywhere near him and uh, and Certainly stopped right at the stop sign where I was supposed to stop but anyways I talked about how I felt like it was a little bit of a test because I had just done something on uh, the um, Good Samaritan and the guy that wiped out in front of me was belligerent, mad, yelling, like somehow I did something wrong when I didn't. Uh, I talked about how when uh, I offered him a ride home, told him who I was and that I tried to help him out, uh, he actually said, you know what, this, maybe this was something I needed as his life was in turmoil and as a fourth kid with who knows, who knows how many different women. Uh, anyways, so the question is, is, did I hear back from him? And the answer is, no, I did not. Uh, to which uh, I am not disappointed about, uh, because as I was offering to give my phone number to his friend, uh, I, to be honest, I was a little concerned that um, maybe he would uh, try to say something happen that didn't happen, uh, because it was just he and I out at 2.15 in the morning, and uh, and I did not like, uh, I, I just didn't have a good feel about it, but I felt like that's what I was supposed to do so uh i don't know if the test was uh on his behalf where he had that awakening in my car that you know maybe he needed this for a wake up call or if the test was on my end in which it was you know are you willing to help this uh this stranger are you willing to uh even go above and beyond not that i owed him or was to do anything in the situation but uh neither was the, the parable of the good samaritan uh the guy didn't do anything uh, the guy that helped him, the Samaritan, didn't do anything wrong. He just offered to help make the guy better, uh, and that was kind of the situation that I was in. And the priest and the Levite did not do that in the story of the Good Samaritan. So, uh, part of it was like, is this a test to see if I'll help uh, a stranger who's in need? Not only you know help him get his bike up, give him a ride home, but even help him to get his life back in order. And uh, and so I'd like to say that I passed the test because even though my. Uh, Uh, That inner voice was screaming at me for uh, giving him my phone number, telling, you know, it was yelling at me, my inner voice, that is, uh, that, you know, I was being an idiot for for giving him my number. I still did it anyways because I knew he knew I was a pastor. I had offered to try to do what I can to help him. Uh, But no, in fact, uh, nothing became of that. And uh, once again, I'm not completely disappointed about that. I'm going to be completely honest all right that was uh, the end of the story i hope uh to uh, last week's story and so this week is a is a little different topic i was at a pastor's conference um on monday and a topic got brought up that led into uh, the concept of christian nationalism and maybe that's a phrase you've heard uh you know i've been talking in my bible study Uh, counterfeit kingdom about the NAR, the New Apostolic Reformation, they would be big into Christian nationalism. Um, And what is that? Well, nationalism, that's going on not only uh, under the Trump movement of Make America Great Again. And other countries around the world have had these like nationalistic revivals where it's all about the country, putting that country before uh, anyone else and trying to restore the greatness of, of that country. That, that's not even unique to just America. That's going on in some other places around the world. But Christian nationalism is a a belief that you would make America great again uh, by instilling all the morals and the values of the Bible. Um, Or to put it in the NER uh, lingo, the New Apostolic Reformation, it's ultimately to make heaven on earth. Almost like making America a theocracy and um, and that all the godly values and principles and the things of the Bible that that they should be... uh, the law of the land here in America. Now, I somewhat resonate with that. I think, of course, that would be ideal because God set these standards up for a reason. But I think we have to be careful. Uh, Here's the problem with uh, Christian nationalism is that in many respects, it, it obscures the gospel. What do I mean by that? Well, the Gospels about the message of God redeeming the world through Jesus Christ. His victory over Satan is through the, the weakness of the cross. Christ's death on the cross is ultimately the strength of God. And you have to remember, why did the Jews reject Jesus? The Jews rejected Jesus because they were expecting this political Messiah. It was a very nationalistic understanding of what the Messiah should be, that this Messiah was going to come, and he was in a powerful way going to reinstill the values of, of what Israel was under David, and, and the power and the might that existed under David. So they were really expecting someone who would ultimately throw Rome out of Israel, and uh, just reestablish the the glory days, if you will, of Israel, and guess what? Jesus didn't do that. Remember, as he's walking into Jerusalem, uh, the, the the week before he's crucified, uh, they're lining the streets. Hosanna, son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. They're putting their palm branches down, their their coats on the road for the for the donkey to walk on. Is uh, it's the triumphant entry of of the Messiah into Jerusalem. But just a few days later, that same crowd that's singing the praises of of Jesus, Hosanna, son of David, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. If you remember, they were chanting something else. They were chanting crucify him, Uh, that they were given the option after Pilate said, listen, he's done nothing wrong. um, So what would you like me to do with him? crucify him. Pilate says, would you rather me, what would you look, I I, I will let one go. And your choice is Barabbas, who was charged with insurrection and murder, uh, and, and Jesus. And they said to release Barabbas and to crucify Jesus. Now, why were they calling for that? Well, because Jesus didn't meet their expectations. He didn't meet their Jewish nationalistic Expectations, And so they rejected Jesus and they missed out on the Messiah altogether. Well, the same thing's true today, I think, that when we get so caught up into Christian nationalism, and mind you, once again, I tell you I'm a little torn on it because I really believe that the laws of the Bible are what God intends for his, his creation, it would be good. But when that becomes a rallying cry, when that becomes the sole focus, when what we're trying to do is create this, this this utopia on earth by somehow bringing heaven down to earth and reinstilling the, the perfect laws of God, which incidentally mankind's never done and never kept, God's given them. But whether that be under David or Solomon or, you know, even before that with Moses and the Exodus and the time of the judges, Israel was constantly uh, killing the prophets and, and, and not being faithful to God. So it's a false view that that has ever been attained on this earth. It was attained for about two minutes uh, when God created Adam and Eve. We actually don't know how long it was from the time he created them to the time that they uh, disobeyed, but the Bible doesn't seem to indicate that it was a great amount of time before that happened. And so mankind's never been able to achieve it. So when we become obsessed with Christian nationalism, uh, we're really focusing our attention on something that is not achievable on the side of heaven. And so when we do that, and then the emphasis isn't on the cross of Christ, uh, the, the victory that, that, that we have over sin, Satan and death, then we've just obscured the primary message of the Bible. Uh, and so I, I think we have to be careful. Uh, once again, I, I I get that this is what we want. Uh, we think everything would be great. But the reality is, is, even within Christianity, we have so many different views on, uh, on what's right and what's wrong and, and which form of Christianity is the more faithful to the Bible and so forth, that e- even if we were able to create a... A Christian culture uh, on this earth you know is it could be the Pentecostal version the Baptist version the Catholic version or the Lutheran version or the non-denominational version and if it's not your version then you're still not gonna be happy uh, but in the end ultimately what it does is it, um it obscures the cross of Christ and, and the true gospel message that that were given that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. So there are certain causes within Christian nationalism th- that I think we, we need to fight for and fight loudly for. Uh, the sanctity of life, um, that that is being against abortion, um, that, that you can't change your gender, and that there are only two genders. Honestly, marriage w- was one that was certainly worth fighting for, and I don't know that we we give up on. There, there are cultural things that that we must speak loudly on, uh, but we also need to be realistic that um, we're never going to get it completely. It, it, it's never been followed completely at any point in human history. So let's not get distracted, because I think Satan, Satan would actually want to get us distracted. I, I think Satan will get us so much. That we're so put so much effort into trying to enact legislation that reflects our Christian values that we don't ever stop to tell people about who Jesus really is, and the most important thing about Jesus is that that He bore the fullness of your sin and mine upon the cross. So think about how Satan can actually use Christian nationalism, how Satan can use this 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 desire to to all get politically active, to uh, to try to enact the the the, the laws of of God into the laws of this land, that it actually distracts us from telling people the most important thing about God. The only thing that ultimately ultimately, really matters and that is that we have salvation um, through Jesus Christ. Well, just something to think about as we are about to head into another political season and everything's ramping up again. And I know certainly at my congregation, we probably have a number of Christian nationalists, which once again, um, I, I'm biased to, but wow, what if we spent half as much time on true evangelism and passionately telling people about who Jesus Christ is and what he's done to redeem us from sin, Satan, and death? Just half the amount of time is what we do trying to support the political causes. And I wonder how uh, uh, what an impact that might have on really ultimately the number of people who ultimately get snatched out of the fires of hell and are able to receive the kingdom of God because our passion is on the most important part of the Christian faith and not what really should be an important but secondary part of the Christian faith. This is a a little bit shorter episode this week, but I thought it needed to be addressed in light of the fact of uh, what they were kind of talking about at that pastor's conference that I was at. So I hope it's uh, something for all of you to think about, and I hope you have a wonderful day, a wonderful week, and I look forward to talking to you again next week. God bless each and every one of you.